0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Citizens of every race, background, religion, and creed, every child of every color, born and unborn, is made in the holy image of God. Yes. Welcome to Praying for America. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, your host, and uh, great to be with you patriots and believers from across the country. We have got a criminal in the White House. Okay. It's all it boils down to. That's who it is. And we've got to be focused here more on the general election, it seems to me, even than on the primaries. I mean, I think the primaries, President Trump has this wrapped up uh, and all these indictments only make him stronger. I really think we've got to be focused on the general election and uh, making sure that people understand there is no way we can reelect Biden. I'm not even so sure he's going to be the nominee on the other side. But in any case, anybody who will be is going to be part of the same problem. Is all corruption. So these people are all intertwined and we have got to make sure That the democrat machine the corrupt marxist democrat machine which is destroying america doesn't get back in the white house i mean that's got to be the overriding political motivation for us right now so i would encourage you pivot your attention to the general and really really make people aware of the disaster that is the biden administration and, and, and by extension, the entire Democrat Party. You know, Charlie Kirk sent out a tweet the other day. Let me just read it. He says, Joe Biden's record is full of, well, records. The most U.S. suicides ever in a year, 50,000 in 2022. The most drug overdose deaths in a year, 106,000 in 2021. The highest inflation in 40 years, 8.9% in June of 22. 22. The most illegal immigrants in a year, $2.76 million plus in 2022. The highest U.S. average gas price on record, $5.02 in June of 22. The most consumer credit card debt on record, a trillion in 2023. And the most kids diagnosed with gender dysphoria, 42,000. In 2021. Oh yeah, you know the Biden lovers out there. My goodness, be proud of yourselves, folks. They just wear, 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 wear it with pride. There should be a little button that you have on for each one of these statistics. You know, fill, fill your, you know, put on your jacket all kinds of nice, nice buttons. You know, different color for each one. Wear it with pride, friends. We got to stuff this, put this stuff in their faces. what's, What's Biden's record? Really, what is it? What's the Democrats' record? I mean, unless you're really into destroying life, destroying freedom, destroying business, destroying the economy, destroying the border, unless you're really, like, into all that, how can you be proud of anything that this man or this administration have done? How can you be proud of anything? You know there's a question that I've answered in some detail in a past program. Dick Morris's book that's going to be coming out called The Biden Corruption Family answers this in detail. He was talking about this information recently. But it merits repeating. The question is, okay, all this money is coming into the Biden corruption family. We see it. We see the evidence. We see bank records. We, we, we are, we're hearing whistleblowers. Business partners are speaking up. The money is there. But in exchange for what? We talk about quid pro quo. Okay, so it's a Latin phrase, which means this for that. You get something, money but you get it in exchange for something. Now, we all heard Biden bragging and that that recording of, oh, yeah, I got the prosecutor fired. Yeah, yeah, the prosecutor who was moving in on the corruption of Burisma where his son Hunter was working. How convenient that you got the guy fired. And he held money over. I mean, that was a clear quid pro quo, right? This for that. So a lot of focus, and rightly so, of these investigations, hearings, and... And popular commentary is on what Biden and his family got. What they got, the money they got, tens of millions. But we also have to focus on the other question. What did they give? What did they give? What 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 did the Chinese? Let's focus on the Chinese in particular, Communist Chinese Chinese Communist Party. And what did that country get? From Biden, in in exchange for all this money. Well, let me go through a list. Start with Afghanistan, the Bagram Air Force Base. Why did they just leave it there? So that and with all that equipment, so that the Chinese could could have access and use it. What about the China virus? What was the pushback? What is the pushback from the Biden administration regarding the China virus? You hear President Trump talk about it in his rallies. We're going to make China pay for what they did for, to the world. But I mean, the six million people who were killed by this virus—are they getting any sanctions in in uh, in uh, in exchange for this? Are they getting any getting excluded from any kind of uh, you know, international uh, forums or or organizations or benefits or any investigations going into? I mean, the role of the communist Chinese specifically. They're getting away with murder, literally. What about BRICS? What about this effort that China is involved in to bypass the U.S. dollar as the international standard of currency, and bring about a new global currency. You're going to hear some more announcements about this pretty soon. Silence from Biden. Silence about this. You're not going to stand up for the American dollar? You know, that's a big part of the the strength of America. And you're just going to let these other nations join together and just replace it? in which case then you're in a much more difficult position when you're trying to get out of debt yourself you can't just print more money You've got to start asking permission from other countries how about the missiles in cuba why does china why is china getting away with having missiles of its own in a country 90 miles away from our own territory the relations with saudi arabia have gone from being in favor of the U.S. to being in favor of China, you don't see Biden sweating about that. How about the processes? And all of this is, 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 you know, there's a lot more detail, of course, that one could go into. And I refer you to Dick Morris's upcoming book. But there is a process by which companies are essentially letting China take over the the, the corporate boards. Now, they want access, of course, to China's vast population. They want access to China's market. But in exchange, they're letting themselves be taken over by by Chinese presence on on their board having a majority. And Biden is just letting this happen. Carbon emissions, the Paris Climate Accord, one of the most ridiculous, stupid international agreements that I've ever heard of. I learned about it, of course, when President Trump was in office and he got us out of the Paris Climate Accord. And rightly so, because this, this stupid agreement puts our economy at a disadvantage. Well, we have to cut in all kinds of ways to reduce carbon emissions. We have to burden our economy. And meanwhile, China doesn't have to do anything. Oh, because we're still growing our economy. Oh, poor Chinese. We're still growing our economy. They don't have, their restrictions don't kick in for for, years and years and years to come. Forget exactly what year, but they're not under the same restrictions, in other words, as the United States. And yet they're pouring a whole lot more gook into the air than we are. the, 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 The stuff in the air, by the way, the pollution doesn't distinguish Between nationalities or geopolitical boundaries. The the stuff doesn't doesn't make those distinctions. Paris Climate Accord, what a joke. Trump got us out of it, Biden put us right back in. All the fentanyl that's pouring into our country has killed 100,000 Americans, putting our children at risk and, and adults as well. Where's it made? China. And then rare earth minerals. You know, you get your cell phone out, you get the computers that are what you're using right now to watch this broadcast, our radar systems, and all kinds of other things. Rely on rare earth minerals. You know who has 85% of the world's ownership of rare earth minerals? China. Now, the United States could be harvesting these minerals. And we were going to start up doing so. And Biden actually stopped it. So you want to know quid pro quo. Okay, the Biden family we hear about is tens of millions of dollars pouring into the family. Okay. But we probably ought to be talking even more about what he's giving away in return. Because this is where the American voter can start getting concerned. This is where the American people can start waking up that this man is is harming America. This family is harming America. This party is harming America. And selling out, literally selling out. These are the favors. Look the other way about this. Allow that. Don't let the U.S. get ahead in this or in that. Enter into this disadvantageous climate agreement. All of these things. Don't hold them accountable for the China virus. You see what's happening here? Quid pro quo. And the stuff that they're getting back is not exactly helpful to us. And then you got Hunter. Hunter going around here now. Boy, oh boy, was it interesting to see how that sweetheart deal fell apart in court. Back some weeks ago now. You remember what happened. He was going to be, you know, and David Weiss... Was the guy that was arranging this uh, this deal with uh, the defense te- team and the prosecution that the judge in the court said, "Well, this is well, wait a minute, this is this is crazy. We can't have this uh, provision here that he's going to be immune from any kind of future prosecution, including under the." laws that govern international uh, uh, foreign agents, international laws that he would be in violation of, you know, conducting business with a foreign country without registering to do so properly, and you're the son of the president or son of the vice president at that time. He was going to be getting away with this. And Weiss was involved in, in arranging this for him and now I want to read a, a statement from our friend Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. They do a lot of great job exposing all of this stuff that's uh, going on. And it's like David Weiss is the one that's appointed by uh, the Justice, the, the Department of Justice to be the special counsel to continue the investigation of Hunter Biden, the very guy that was uh, involved in the, the sweetheart deal. This is a laughingstock. He's a Delaware U.S. attorney. And... Um, You know, some people say, oh, well, the Republicans, you know, the Republicans objected to that. The judge objected to it. It was unheard of. This is, let me just read Tom's statement here. Regarding the appointment of U.S. Attorney David Weiss as a special counsel to investigate the Biden family finances, Attorney General Garland folded stopped ignoring DOJ regulations and finally appointed a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden and indirectly President Joe Biden, and I would add indirectly Obama and Clinton and John Kerry and all the rest of them. They're all all together in this, Uh, 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 investigating them for their corrupt family business dealings. But appointing U.S. Attorney Weiss as special counsel, a man who tried to unethically slide Hunter's corrupt plea deal passed a federal judge is a sick joke. In fact, Mr. Weiss should be under investigation for his dishonest statements to Congress and his compromised sweetheart plea deal for Hunter Biden. This stuff is so, this is such, such garbage. Given the powerful and unrefuted testimony before Congress by senior IRS investigators that the criminal investigation of Hunter was obstructed by the Justice Department when Weiss, was nominally running the investigation, in order to protect Joe Biden, Weiss is the last person who should be the special counsel. Congress should speed up and escalate its investigations of Biden corruption. We talked about this last night, right, when we said we have to fight back. Congress should speed up and escalate its investigations of Biden corruption as the Justice Department is ethically broken. In the meantime, Judicial Watch will continue its leadership role investigating and exposing the worsening Biden corruption crisis through numerous FOIA, that's Freedom of Information Act, and other federal and state legal actions. Like I was saying last night, we've got to fight back. When are we going to start indicting some of these prominent Democrats, right? When are we going to start defunding efforts to interfere in presidential elections like these prosecutors are involved in? Why was a special counsel appointed in the first place? You know, on the one hand, the Department of Justice might be trying to make it look like, oh, you see, we're being impartial. But take note, they did not appoint someone outside the government as these regulations would provide for. You get someone you want, someone who's who's a special counsel. Now, there's all kinds of distinctions, special counsel, independent counsel. I'm not going to get into the weeds with that. But the point is, David Weiss is not somebody outside the government. He's ultimately answerable to the DOJ and to Biden. So, yeah, it might have the appearance of independence, but it's not independent at all. You could appoint someone from totally outside the government. And uh under various regulations, you're required to do that. So people have raised that objection. But also, this gives the White House, this gives that Kareem John pierre the worst press secretary in the history of the White House, another excuse for saying, oh, can't comment, can't comment, it's an ongoing investigation. Of course it's an ongoing investigation. But you see, this gives them another excuse not to comment on it. And they may be trying here to implement some measures by which Congress in its investigative oversight role would be limited now in what can be said or done or information gathered. I don't know how that will all play out, but keep your eye on that factor, too. You'll wonder, why are they doing this all of a sudden? They've always got their ulterior motives. And we shouldn't be fooled by it. I just want to bring up a couple of... um, other things, friends, a couple of miscellaneous points. You heard about this thing coming out of Michigan? This now, this this, this takes us back to uh, the 2020 election in Muskegon, Michigan. There was a city clerk who noticed that somebody brought to the election, uh, Board of Elections office, about 10,000 completed voter registration applications and these stacks of I mean 10,000 that's a lot of that's a pile of papers and these included the same handwriting and they included non-existent addresses and incorrect phone numbers you know When you have an election where there's all this mail-in ballots, now the New York Times, 10 years ago, acknowledged, and various Democrat leaders have acknowledged, that mail-in balloting exposes you to much more fraud, much higher, twice the amount of rejection rate of the ballots when they ultimately come in. But you can't have somebody filling out these applications, sending them to a, 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 an address where you're able to go intercept intercept them when the ballots come, and then you fill out, out 10,000 ballots. You and your friends sit around and have a party and fill out 10,000 ballots for the candidate of your choice and then send them back in. Who knows the difference? If they're not checking, keeping those voter files accurate, making sure it's a valid address, making sure... Furthermore, I mean, how do you avoid somebody just intercepting and filling them out for for themselves? Have some kind of signature verification. That's the reason why we're pushing these these voter ID laws. But this happened. I mean, this is not something anybody's making up. How do you explain it? I mean, nobody's going to say, oh, there's something fishy about this. 10,000 forms, they have all the same handwriting. So police looked into this. And they went to the office of GBI Strategies, where apparently where the woman worked, who dropped these off, and they found a strange situation there, a place filled with burner phones, a bag, a bag of prepaid cash cards, and various incomplete registrations in an office space that was styled as an eyeglasses store that had gone out of business. There weren't any arrests. The investigation was turned over to the FBI, where it was never heard from again. Speaking of the FBI, we've got um, corruption there. And friends, you know, I, I join my voices to those who say that the thing has to be completely dismantled. I mean, once President Trump gets back into office... You're going to see an unprecedented cleaning of house from day one. Literally, on day one, people are going to be walking out of their offices on inauguration day, because they're going to be told you don't longer any longer work for the government because you're corrupt, and this thing has to be dismantled. I mean, the uh, you know we're all in favor of law enforcement, but you know it kind of goes with the with the uh, understanding uh, ethical law enforcement, ethical. And the point here is that. Um, When you have an FBI that is totally weaponized and partisan, sure, there are good people working there, but you have this whole cadre of people who will cherry-pick which cases are going to be investigated, how the investigation will be conducted, what reports will or will not be generated, who will be promoted— Collusion with big tech and censoring the speech of American citizens, doing the bidding of the DOJ, raiding a former president's residence, raiding the home of a peaceful pro-life activist, being completely um, opposed to certain political and social views and then at the same time suppressing information about the corruption in the Biden family, you don't fix this just by firing one or two people, getting a new director, or, or, or updating a few regulations. This, the problem is deeper than that. The, the corruption goes much farther than that, and it requires a complete overhaul from top to bottom. Let's be realistic about this and understand that the time has come to really make this an election issue. I mean, you're talking with your with your friends, we're talking with other voters, um, you're talking with your fellow believers. I mean, again, and I and I bring up and I brought up before the you know the role of the religious community in, in 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 all of this. We're talking about ethics. We're talking about morality, we're talking about corruption. Doesn't the word of God have something to say about that? Shouldn't religious leaders, and you can do this in a completely nonpartisan way, I mean, ultimately, if the shoe fits, wear it, and it fits the Democrats much more than the Republicans. But the point is that isn't this a religious and moral matter as well? To come against corruption in government? When are we going to hear about some of this from the churches? So push back. Push back against the silly things that the people you know might be saying and push back against the silence of the churches as well. Speaking of church, let's turn to the Lord in prayer. Father, we uh, thank you for uh, our understanding. We thank you for the concern that you have given us and the understanding that you give us and the information that you you equip us with and with the willingness that we have to defend our nation and to clean up uh, a corrupt government. Lord, this is not an easy task. And yet this is a task that we, your people, embrace in your name and by the power of your spirit. Ultimately, Lord, this is a spiritual war. Enable your citizens to awaken and to use all the tools at their disposal, starting with their vote, that we may vote corrupt people out of office and not let that yield to any other consideration of some personal private benefit that we might get. Enable your churches, Lord God, to find their voices, to speak out against corruption in government. And we sum up all our prayers and praises, and we include one another's intentions as we offer the Lord's prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, friends, it's great to be with you. Uh, Good to talk about all these things. Appreciate your comments and insights and your um, expressions of support. Continue to spread the word about our program. Let's increase our online audience. We're doing very well, but you're a part of our growth Let other people know about this program, and let's continue to work to save America. Be assured of my prayers. God bless you. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.